Welcome to VLGA Connect. My name is Catherine Arndt and I'm the Chief of the VLGA Connect Studio. I hope you enjoy today's Connect episode brought to you by the VLGA, the national broadcaster on all things local government. Hi everyone and welcome back to VLGA Connect. We're in conversation today with Dr. Tim Johnson, who's a director of the organisation Trinet and a more than 30 year veteran of local government. Tim, welcome to the program. Hello, Chris, and hello, viewers. Thank you for joining us. I, I noticed some social media very recently as you had some councils uh, joining your organisation as members, one that I'm associated with, the City of Whittlesea has become a member of Trinet. So I thought it'd be good to find out a bit more about your organisation and what you do for local government. How long has Trinet been around? Trinet was founded in 1997, so it's been around uh, since last millennium. It was founded by David Laurie, a nurseryman um, and landscaper, and Dr Jennifer Gardner, who was curator of the Arboretum, Adelaide University's White Arboretum at the time. And it followed a conference, an urban tree seminar in 1995, where the speakers presented different perspectives on urban trees. Um, the utilities were there, the civil engineers were there, um, the arborists and the nursery people were there. And that conference really highlighted the lack of understanding across the, the breadth of disciplines that are involved in providing urban trees. Right. And that lack of discussion, the, the different disciplines actually have different languages, different words for the same aspects. Um, so that disconnect was really apparent through that conference and discussions, meetings that followed, it was decided that we needed a research and education group to work across those barriers and Trinet was founded in February two years later. Right. Um, it was a collective of willing participants, all voluntary. Uh, and the first few years of Trinet was community-based, totally voluntary. And, and that was wonderful because the people who wanted, who were there really wanted to be there to make an improvement. And that's still the case today. Uh, Trinet's managed by uh, a management committee of 10 members. Um, from, from all walks of life, all states and territories. We, we don't have anyone from Northern Territory yet. Right. Um, we're working so, on that. So, Tim, your origins were South Australia, but you're truly national now, by the sounds of it. Yes, yes. It was founded in South Australia, and within a month it was realised this TreeNet organisation had really national application, uh, so input was sought nationally. Uh, one and of the founding members was Victorian Dr Greg Moore. Right. So do you have individuals as well as institutional members? Not as yet. That's no. coming very soon. We're, we're a meeting, I think it was January or February this year, just determined to allow individual members. Right. Up until now, it's been institutions, um, associations, government and private sector um, related industry. And, and I think I saw, I, I was just a quick count on your website, if I counted correctly, about 39 councils around the country, give or take, are members of Trinet? That, that's a, uh, close, yeah. We, we've just had a couple of new ones come on board. City of Banyul in Victoria and Hobart City Council have just come on board this month. Right. So it's probably a little, little higher than that. 
And it's about a similar number from the arboriculture, the landscape uh, industry, landscape architects. So, Tim, tell us what, what is in this for councils in particular, given that's our audience. Why should they be members of Treenet? Well, Treenet was founded on the basis of supporting research and education um, by pulling together the best of current Australian research and sharing that information through to council officers who generally don't have time to do the, the research themselves unless they're undertaking post-grad study or something like that. But getting the current best practice and academic research out to the practitioners, they could lift the game across the board. Um, a lot of mistakes have been made for a lot of years. That's what was raised at that initial conference 25 years ago. And we're starting to see those resolved. Um, by presenting best practice, people can save money and get a better result. Uh, that's the sort of information we're sharing. So I, I notice one of your key statements is you're dedicated to improving the urban forest. Since yep. the time of the creation of TreeNet, my sense is that at a local government level and also at a community level, the understanding of the value of urban canopy has grown exponentially. Would I be right? It has grown massively, and that understanding is in a small part due to the work that TreeNet's doing. Uh, you can get onto the, the website, um, past papers from 22 conferences now are available free of charge to the public. Uh, we have elected members logging on, reading papers, getting up to speed. Um, all the presentations since 2007 were videoed, uh, so people can play the, the presentation in its entirety. Uh, getting that sort of information out there has been incredibly helpful. Um, the main um, agent, though, I expect is the media. We're seeing drought, we're seeing floods, the climate extremes. The focus on climate change is absolutely massive. The loss of species, um, urban heat island effects, the, the challenges that we're under now are also far greater. That's what's driving the awareness. So Trinet's providing information to, to start to work on those problems. Um, integrated design is a big focus of Trinet. Uh, many of our papers are on water sensitive and tree sensitive urban design. Again, working across those disciplines that have different languages. And some of the, the papers in recent years show that planting trees in pervious pavements will support the trees better. Um, increase evapotranspiration, increase urban cooling, but also protect the infrastructure. So tree roots won't be damaging infrastructure. So local government asset managers can get the full life expectancy out of their pavement assets. Mm. So it's, it's saving money, it's providing a, a better environment for people. It's re-establishing nature. Engagement with nature has huge human health benefits, mental and physical as well exposure to the microbiome that's a current area of focus right. um, in microbiome in the parks and eventually in the streets and, and where this is going is a cyclic economy in the physical environment um, we've just published a paper with flinders university in south australia on a stormwater harvesting device that was developed by treenet founder david laurie the treenet inlet um, harvesting stormwater to passively irrigate trees to provide better tree growth, to provide better urban cooling. So getting the, the cyclical nature of the environment happening back in the urban environment 
um, rather than disposing of water as a, a waste product and a liability. So, Tim, have you got some examples of where TreeNet has been able to add value to particular council issues? Because we know these these problems can be uh, they can be quite complex, uh, especially when you talked about a disconnect within organisations, but then there's also the community uh, challenges and the yeah. and the and the different levels of of knowledge that come into play, don't they? So, have you been able to? Sorry, long winded question. Have you been able to help? councils with some of those challenges? I suppose one of the, the fundamentals of TreeNet from day one was street tree species trials. Every council has its um, palette of tree species that they plant in their area. And that's historical, been happening for 100 years plus in a lot of cases. And the climate's changing, the environment's changing. Cities aren't kind to soils. The original trees were planted in what was previously farmland often, um, urban soils compacted, degraded, low nutrient. So people needed species that would survive the conditions now. Um, TreeNet started street tree species trials back in the, the late 90s to look at a different range of species that could add to the, the current contenders. Um, some species like the wilga, um, an arid zone tree from... Oh, around the area of overlap, New South Wales, South Australia, Queensland. Uh, a wonderful six, seven, eight metre high tree generally, arid resistant, um, big shady green umbrella, beautiful hardy tree. They weren't currently available until TreeNet started um, planting them as a, um, a trial. But they were available for land care in remote areas and that was about it. Now they're a staple of the nursery industry because councils all across the semi-arid and arid regions are planting mm. them. Um, Chinese pistachio was another tree, a uh, deciduous tree, really good environmental values of a different type, lets the, the light and the heat through in winter. Um, a range of other species came on board that weren't available before TreeNet started the trials program. And we're cranking that trials program up at the moment, starting to reach out to more and more councils um, I've got a meeting with the city of Casey next week online. Um, we're engaging with councils that we, we haven't spoken much with in the past. They've, they've come to the symposium and downloaded the updates, but we need to upload what they know. We're starting to look in to see what they're planting, what's working with them, what's not working so well as it used to. And that could be environmental reasons, urbanisation. It could be climate. So starting to see what's changing in the councils. Um, then we can share that information to the neighbouring councils and others. Makes makes eminent sense. Mm. Reading your website, there's there's quite a few articles of interest. One that caught my eye was this this issue of development development related tree loss. And you talk about a recent mm. example with an iconic avenue in Adelaide. But what caught my eye was the difference across different jurisdictions, different states, which mm. just adds further complexity, I guess, to the issue. How does TreeNet approach trying to perhaps shed light on where those uh, those uh, laws are deficient as compared to other states, for example? Yeah, a lot of that comes down to different communities within councils, um, individually within a council and um like um, several different communities, community areas, suburbs even within councils have different um, appearance, different amenity, different environment. Uh, I guess a lot of that comes down to, as you said at the beginning, the awareness of the issues and the benefits of trees. 
that varies within councils and across councils. Um, so we've certainly had input into that by raising the awareness. The value of trees to, to humans, um, there's so many aspects there. Um, environmental health, human health and well-being is a large one. Uh, we often see lower tree canopy cover in lower socioeconomic areas. Um, the, the benefits that the, those trees provide to those people's health is reduced because the urban forest canopy is reduced. Mm. So there's an equity issue here as well. Um, we've been starting to promote that, that the best way to treat issues and problems is to treat the causes, not the symptoms. And if we've got a massive increase in mental health problems, we can influence that by reducing environmental stresses there's some studies you might have seen on the, the website. Um, Danielle Shanahan, 2016 or 2017, presented that a 30 minute per week increased exposure in urban green space, uh, a shady street or a park, can reduce the, the incidence of depression and anxiety. Really? So we can reduce presentations at hospitals for, for those two um, aspects of on the mental health spectrum just by increasing canopy cover. Mm. If that study extrapolates out over across Australia, it's a study of um, a saving of several billion dollars a year in presentations for treatment that would be avoided. Another aspect is, is cardiovascular health, uh, getting people out into a better environment. They tend to exercise more, uh, reduced obesity, reduced heart disease, massive benefit to Australian population and, and massive saving to us um, through the government for treatment of diseases that can be avoided. Um, so equity across areas is, is essential. There's some extraordinary numbers there, uh, Tim. Mm. A little bit about yourself. You, you were for a long time a local government arborist, as I understand it, but you've, you've given that away to focus on TreeNet. I've been volunteering with TreeNet since it was founded. Um, within a couple of months of it being founded. Um, I worked in city of West Torrens in South Australia um, in the horticulture area and arboriculture with the city of West Torrens. Um, absolutely fantastic place, uh, a lot of opportunity, the river on the northern side, uh, just, just west of Adelaide, some harsh suburbs, a lot of development, some commercial area. And my focus was on the trees, but most of the issues that the trees were suffering from was uh, due to urban engineering and urban design. Again, that disconnect between the disciplines. So I started to look um, at these disconnects and started to work across the boundaries with these other disciplines, break down the silos approach. Um, and that got me into post-grad education. I went back and did my PhD in civil engineering which was a bit of a change for a biodiversity, natural heritage arborist type. Um, but I learnt both languages and can see both sides now. Uh, and that, that's been really helpful in progressing some, some positive change. Some of the research we've done um, across the state, interstate and um, across the disciplines has, has really helped to come up with some designs to, to find synergies between the urban hydrology, the stormwater engineering, uh, the soil engineering, um, trees and, and the urban environment for, for humans, cooling, shading, 
uh, it's, it's been a wonderful progress. A good note to end our conversation, other than to say, how can people, having heard this now and they want to know more about TreeNet, how can they go about finding out more about being involved? Get on the website, um, treenet.org. Have a look through there. There's a lot of information there. If you're a local government, please click the Join TreeNet. We are independent. We are not-for-profit. We can only exist because of the goodwill of the, the members. If you're a larger local government and are able to contribute, um, membership costs $1,600 a year, um, huge benefits for members to attend annual symposia, um, our major event to exchange information each year. So please look at that. Um, it'd be nice to have every local government association as a member as well. We don't have any at the moment. Um, so by all means, regardless of membership, get online and access the information. Uh, drop us a line if there's anything specific you're looking for. Um, but if you're able to help by contributing as a member, please, please look at that as well. Excellent. Great work, Tim. Thank you very much for telling us all about TreeNet. I look forward to hearing about more of those terrific success stories in the not-too-distant future. Thanks for joining us on VLGA Connect. You're very welcome. Thank you, Chris. That's Dr. Tim Johnson from TreeNet in conversation with us today on VLGA Connect. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with more episodes very soon. Bye for now.